Good morning, church. I don't want you to adjust your TV screen or anything. I do have a suit on today. I wore it for the moms, for though it's in honor of Mother's Day. I also would like to, to thank you guys for the drive-by. That was really cool seeing you guys go by with the signs and especially the ones that threw candy and gifts out. That was one of my highlights. But nonetheless, God bless you for staying uh, connected, you know, and that's what we've talked about. And I know Chris has talked about it as well, Steve. We've all talked about trying to stay more and more connected uh, with each other during this time. And if you didn't get the calling post yesterday, we prayed and we have decided to uh, not reopen the doors in May. Uh, I think we err on the side of caution because we are really concerned about about your health. And, and so that's that's the decision that we've made in this time. And we'll see how this works out, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you informed on what's going on here that when we can't open these doors and get back in here and uh, hug and kiss and uh, smear around on each other. We can't do that now, I know. So... Uh, Praise God for Mothers is the title of this message today, and I say Happy Mother's Day to you ladies. I hope that the scenario in this clip doesn't play out at your house. Let's watch. Okay, we got to knock it out of the park this year. Oh, I know. How about another homemade coupon book? Mm, that didn't go so well last year. She ended up using all of those coupons to make grocery lists after she ran out of post-it notes. Plus, she doesn't really need our permission to make us wash the car. Ooh, breakfast in bed? That flopped last year. On her birthday, remember she was cleaning pancake batter out of the inside of the microwave for weeks. How about a crock pot? Ugh, wrong on so many levels. Just the word crock pot. Who wants that? I know, a mix CD of her favorite music. No, we share a music library on the computer. That'll kind of put a damper on the surprise. Yeah. Well, we could get her roses. Mm, gotta save that for Valentine's Day and her birthday, and my birthday. This is hard. I know. Well, we have to think of something. We cannot get her another IOU. No, that just says we forgot, or we're stupid, or boring, or all three. How about a day at the spa? Two people rubbing my feet. Have you seen my heels lately? Cracks the size of San Andreas fault. Mom, that's gross. It's true. Jason, I'd love to rub your feet, honey. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks, Jason. You're awesome. Happy Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day, and I'd like to give honor where mother, where honor is due, and that to all godly mothers and also grandmothers. Proverbs 6, 20 through 23 reads like this. My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's teachings. Keep your words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. Wherever you walk, their castle can lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake in the morning, they will advise you. For these commands and this teaching are a lamp to light the way ahead of you. The corruption of discipline is the way to life. Anna M. Jarvis who was born 1864 and died 1948, first suggested that a national observation of an annual day honoring all mothers because she had this great love for her own mother so dear. At a memorial service for her mother on May 10, 1908, Miss Jarvis gave a carnation, her mother's favorite flower, to each person who attended. 
Within the next few years, the idea of a day to honor mothers gained popularity, and Mother's Day was observed in a number of large cities in the U.S. Then on May 9, 1914, by an act of Congress, President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed the second Sunday of May as Mother's Day. He established the day as a time for public expression of our love and reverence for the mothers of our country. By then, it had become customary to wear white carnations to honor departed mothers and red to honor the living, a custom which continues to this day for some. The Bible says that the law of a mother shall lead you and shall be a light unto you, and you remember what your mother taught you throughout your life. But I would say to young people, um, you don't think you'll remember those acts of love and kindness, but as being someone at this age that I am, you go back and you remember that. You remember your mom and your grandma, and, uh, and when you get older, you'll understand that that love that came from them comes from our Lord in heaven. In heaven. I want to honor all you mothers and grandmothers this morning, but I guess to bring it, make it a little more personal, I want to honor five mothers in my life who loved me and uh, hopefully will bring some inspiration to your life as you think about your mom and your grandma. First is my wife, Diana. I want to thank her for being such a great mom, and to Stacy and Josh and a loving and inspirational grandma to Elijah and Josiah and Judah. God himself will honor her one day for her love and kindness and her godly influence and for having to put up with me for all these many years. Second, another I wanted to honor was my mom, Darlene Rosalie, who died in November 21st, 1958. I honor her memory today, and even as a child, uh, I, can still, I can still remember her face and her touch and uh, how she spoiled me as my older sisters would tell you, that I was the baby, that I was spoiled. So third and fourth, my grandma, Anna, and my sister, Barbara, who stepped in when my mom passed and um, kind of took over as my mom. I honor them for being being there for me. And then fifth was my mother-in-law, Opal Marie, who helped raise her 18 brothers and sisters and her own nine kids. I honor her today. She, she lost four children to the grave. I, I can't imagine, and maybe some of you understand that. But I ask all of you this morning, what mothers are you honoring today? Make sure that you do sometime during this day. John Killinger's book, Lost in Wonder, Love and Praise, includes the following affirmation. And I quote, I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who was born of the promise to a virgin named Mary. I believe in the love Mary gave her son that caused her to follow him in his ministry and stand by his cross as he died I believe in the love of all mothers and its importance in the lives of children that they bear. It is stronger than steel, softer than down, the more resilient and more resilient than a green sapling on a hillside. It closes wounds, melts disappointments, enables the weakest child to stand tall and straight in the fields of adversity. I believe that this love, even at its best, is only a shadow of the love of God, a dark reflection of all that we can expect of Him both in this life and the next. And I believe that one of the most beautiful sights in the world is a mother who lets this greater love flow through her to her child, blessing the world with the tenderness of her touch and the tears of her joy, end of quote. You know, first on every godly mother's list in her heart is that her children accept Christ and live their lives to shine and reflect his love. 
to love others as Jesus loves. She wants those children to be in heaven with her. I don't think as a parent you ever truly understand your parents till you become one. Then as your child grows and these different things happen in their life, it starts to make sense what your mom and what your dad told you in that. And that, that, is, a, that is a Christian mother's main thrust is that Jesus Christ is alive and active in the lives of her children. God is so good to us. His love is just unexplainable. You cannot absorb it all. It's just beyond comprehension. A mother's love, a mother's concern. It was God's love for mankind. It was Jesus Christ's blood that was shed for you and I and our families. It was Christ's blood that was shed for us all. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The good news, the most wonderful gospel story. It's a story that we should talk about often. The great salvation that Christ freely gives you and I and every human on this planet. What does he offer? First, Jesus offers us forgiveness for everything you and I have done wrong or will ever do. It's hard to wrap your mind around that. Two, he gives us purpose and power to live an abundant life today and every day the rest of your life on this earth if you so choose. We have that choice every day of our lives. Do I want to live a defeated, discouraged life, or do I want to live an abundant life? In the power of the Holy Spirit, he promises us as we follow him and his word that he will give us abundant life. And then thirdly, the awesome and great security, knowing absolutely 100% that you have a home in heaven, that there, in, in God's great house there's a door with your name on it. When you die and when he calls you home and on that day, I always picture this in my mind that God the Father sitting on the throne in all of his glory and Jesus Christ at his right hand. And on that, he has the call on that. And on that day, whenever that might be, <clears throat> God the Father turns to the son and says, bring my son or my daughter home. But see, God has no grandkids. You're either a son or a daughter. And when we come to Christ, he gives us these grace-tinted trifocal glasses, and it's at our disposal. And if we want to, or we should, we put, should put them on every day. If we wear them through the power and vision of the Holy Spirit, this is what life looks like. Our world takes on a whole, whole different perspective, even in the sense of this crisis that we're in right now. With these glasses on that, that Christ gives us, we can see things differently. Here's what we see when we look through the eyes of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. We see ourselves as happy beggars telling and showing others how to find the bread of life and where to find it. Two, we will see the church as a community of people thirsty for grace. I like that concept that Philip Grant Yancey has. He says that the church alive and active in the world today is the only living organism that grants Grace on tap. I, I like that concept. You know, a lot of the old beer drinkers, they go in belly up to the bar and say, what do you got on tap? Here at Crossroads, we don't have that on tap, but the fact is when th people walk through these doors or come into our presence as the church, they should receive grace on tap, not judgment and ridicule. But the fact is 
the grace of God is there for everybody. I, I love that. I love that concept. Thirdly, first we'll see ourselves as happy beggars. Then we'll see ourselves as a community of people thirsty for grace. And then three, we will see others as lost children far away from home. How do you see lost people? How do you see people that don't know Christ? Do you look down on them or do you look at them as sadness and you see them as lost children trying to find their way to the Father's house? And it's up to us to help show them the way if they so choose. That's the power of the gospel. The gospel that many godly mothers live out for their families. I can go on and on this morning about the sacrifice that mothers have made. Fathers do as well. But there's just something about a mother's love that's, that's somewhat different. They conceived that child in their womb and they carried that child for nine months. There's a connection there that we men maybe envy sometimes. That we'll never have it. It'll be close, but it will never be the same. And I'll tell you what, I've done the funeral, funeral celebration services of many children, and there's nothing like the cry of grief and anguish that comes out uh, of a mother's heart when she loses a child. Can't imagine what God felt. He lost his son for us. I challenge you this morning, if you have a godly mother or grandmother that has influence to you in your life, call them today. And if you can, go see them. Maybe not hugging and kissing them. Maybe stand on the porch and holler through the window. But nonetheless, tell them how much you love them and how much you love them for being concerned of where you will spend eternity. Bring them something to eat or call somebody and have them deliver something. Buy flowers, a gift, show just show them your love today and how much that you appreciate them. You know, you really have to love someone to be concerned about their salvation. A lot of times in life, for you and I to share our witness or our faith in Christ, it's toughest to those closest to us. I don't know why that is, but it seems it is. But you have to really love somebody to be concerned about their salvation. I believe that a mother's love is a small example of the love that God has for you and I. So I want to thank you mothers for loving, grandmas for loving. I know there are grandmothers raising their grandkids today, and I applaud that. We want you to be blessed this morning, and we say thank you for wearing mom goggles. This clip will under help you understand that. Let's watch. Warning, use of this product may alter your perception of reality. Everything looks the same. Guys, can somebody hit me with some juice? And listen, pulp, no pulp, doesn't make a difference to me. You're the ones dealing with the diaper. Mom goggles. Have fun glamping. What is that? I have no idea. Huh. We got this. Yep. I mean, think about this. The kids are older. Now they practically take care of themselves. Nobody understands me. We're doomed. What did we do the last time they left us alone with the kids? Mom goggles! 
Those things were so great. I mean, they helped us see things like moms see things. Whatever happened to them? I definitely put them in a place I knew I would never forget. Great, where are they? I forgot. Uh, computer phone, order two pair of mom goggles. Ordering two pairs of mom joggers. Nope, uh, no, goggles, mom goggles. young lady. I'm so confused on how I'm feeling. I don't even know why I'm angry, but it feels good to yell. What you're feeling is natural. You truly are a gift from God. And I hope you know I'm always here for you. You're the best dad in the world. I'm sorry I don't tell you that more often. I am gonna cry like a man child at your wedding. Literally a pigsty in here, mister. How are you gonna organize your life if you can't organize your sock drawer? First, it's unmatched socks. Then, unfinished homework. Then, kicked out of school, next! <gasps> Jail! <laughs> How does she process this every day? All right, one more time. Plastic bowls up top, face down, forks up, knives down, plates in the center, pots and pans we wash by hand. Now repeat it back to me. No, I don't think the joggers make you look fat. I've got my dad's thighs. Don't you need the goggles? No. I've seen your mom do this so many times. You have a great mom, you know that. That's great. Mm. Can you hand me the barf bucket? No, okay, here, here we go. <coughs> I got your cat out of the dryer. You're welcome. I don't own a cat. 
How do they do it? Cats? Moms. How do they do all of this without the goggles? They don't need them. <laughs> Moms have this God-given ability. Yeah, it's like no matter what the circumstance, they always see the best version of what their kids can be. Moms are a little glimpse of heaven. <laughs> that that helped you understand that a little more. It was very good. So if your mom's alive today, honor her. If your mom has gone on to be with the Lord, are you certain that when you die that you will join her? I, I, don't, I don't know what our priority will be when we get to heaven or exactly how that's going to be. You read books about people that have gone and come back and how it how they are ushered into this room and they see the people that they love first. I've always thought myself I want to see Jesus first, but, but boy, surrounding him is all those people that have gone before us, our family that we loved and our mothers, you know, and our dads, grandpa and grandma, aunts and uncles and cousins and on and on. Do you realize that it's God's will that none should perish? but have everlasting life. That's why people say, why would God send someone to hell? We send ourselves. God doesn't. He wants everybody to come to him. So he's opened this door. He's offered us this great salvation. It's up to you and I whether we accept it or not. So if you hear somebody say that, you might correct them. That's not God's plan. God's plan is everybody come to him. That's why he offers us this salvation. As your mom gone on to be the Lord and to be with the Lord, and I, I hope... Uh, you who's listening today are ready to meet Christ or meet God as well because in that way you'll be with those that you love. Or maybe you are a mother and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior. And you only want the best for your children. Their well-being is your biggest concern. So above being taken care of in this life, what, what about their afterlife? Because your children all have a soul. And when they die, they go somewhere. So I, I, if, you, if you don't know Christ, I would really pray that you would consider that because if you are a child of God, the best is yet to come. But whatever the case may be, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, there is no hope. There will be no peace. There will be no joy, only torment for all eternity. That's hard to wrap your mind around. Boy, boy we love our kids. We hate to see them suffer. Uh, I, I remember uh, Josh had a minor sur surgery when he was a boy when they brought him back from the operating room. And I thought the, <laughs> the nurse was a little rough when they put him in bed and he let out this cry. And it about made me sick. Escalate that or amplify that to the fact we can't even grasp our children going to hell 
it, it's, it's off the chart for us. But nonetheless, if they don't know Christ, that's where they'll end up. When Dante wrote the Inferno, he talked about degrees of torment in hell, whether you believe that or not. But what was interesting, he, he shows the gates to hell, and over that gate, this sign reads, Abandon hope, all ye that enter here. There is no hope there. Once you pass, that's it. all hope is gone. But you know, but it's not too late. God is still saving souls. God still hears those sinners' prayers. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. People ask, how do you come to Christ? You know, some places they have a class, some places they have these certain steps that you have to follow, but the fact is it's just coming to Christ with a contrite heart and being open and honest. It, it, it's a, I came to Jesus through a prayer, something like this, and if, if, if God is laying that on your heart and the Holy Spirit is urging you, you, you can say this prayer in your heart and mean it from your heart. It, it goes like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and come into my life. I accept Christ as my Savior, and I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, and He is the Son of the living God, and He died for my sins, and... Lord, thank you for saving me. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, amen. If you've said that prayer this morning for the first time, let us here at Crossroads know about that. We want to pray for you. Uh, we want to make sure that you have a Bible. God bless you, mothers. I, I hope. I know it's uh, different circumstances now, and I don't know if your family can get together with you today or not, but I, I hope they can. But I just I just ask a special blessing on each and every one of you. And I thank you for following Christ, and I thank you for uh, interjecting Christ and living that example in front of your kids. And I know God has blessed you for that. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And I do thank you for moms and what they mean to us and what we have learned from them. And the tenderness and compassion that they bestow upon their families and their children. And Father, I pray for the children today that's listening to this as well. That they honor their mom, that they understand the role that God has given her. And that they are blessed by her and that they listen to her, her voice as she shares Christ with them. So right now, Father, I just pray that you give these guys a great day. Keep us safe and we... Look forward to the day with expectancy that when we get back, get back together and be the family uh, in this place. We ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Thanks again for allowing us in your living room this morning. God bless you. I love you.